Good afternoon, Patriots. This is Praying Medic, and this is my news update for October 26th. Yes, trying a new format. Going back to the old format, actually. Uh, doing my news off of my Telegram channel, since I don't have a Twitter feed. <laughs> and we'll see how this works. All right, starting out. Uh, President Trump uh, issued a statement today on the Trump uh, Media and Tech Group. Uh, and it's it's a long statement. It's um, pretty extensive, but essentially the president uh, has announced that his new social media platform is going to include on-demand video streaming service. They're also going to incorporate alternate payment gateways, uh, alternatives to PayPal. Uh, it's interesting in that I have a Rumble account and I've got a few dollars in there uh, from ad revenue. I don't make very much off of it, but I can't withdraw any of the money because um, PayPal is the only way Rumble allows you <laughs> to connect financially to your account, and I don't have a PayPal account. Uh, cancel culture took down all of our PayPal accounts. So, uh, and President Trump basically comes out in this statement and, and makes some very positive remarks, uh, and basically saying that they they gave him no choice. They took him off social media. And so now uh, he is going to get uh, the last word. <laughs> I am not betting against President Trump. I think it's going to be uh, a pretty good platform. Wanted to put this out. Uh, Carrie Lake uh, is having a rally. And it is November 3rd. It is a one-year anniversary of the stolen election. Uh, it's going to be in Glendale at Dream City Church. Doors open at 6 p.m. The event starts at 6.30 p.m. She's going to have a number of uh, guest speakers. There will be a message from President Trump. I'm not sure if he'll be speaking uh, by video or if he'll be there in person. I don't have that information. You can get information uh, at tickets uh, through TicketLeap. If you go on the TicketLeap website and then in the search, just put in Carrie Lake. You'll come up with uh, the tickets for that event. Hope to see you there. I will be there. Uh, come and meet me there. I'd love to hang out with you. All right. Uh, Rumble had a rather anticlimactic announcement today. They, they posted yesterday on Twitter that they were going to make the biggest announcement in their history. Um, I was a little surprised at their announcement that they're going to be teaming up with um, locals to provide a payment gateway for people who want to monetize um, their video content. Not much of a surprise if you listen to Dave Rubin. He actually let the cat out of the bag on that a couple of months ago when he announced that uh, that locals and Rumble were working together. So not really huge news. The really huge news is actually coming out of uh, the Durham investigation. So there is a hearing today with Michael Sussman and his connection to Spygate. Fox News put out uh, this little uh, news alert, and I'll let you listen to this. Breaking news now that we want to get to, and we're just learning about this, so more details to come, no doubt. Special counsel John Durham, now a year into his investigation, says he's not done with his work. He is now going deeper into the origins of the Democrat-fueled Russia investigation against President Trump. Durham is about to question Michael Sussman. Now, remember, that's the attorney who was connected to the Hillary Clinton campaign, lied to the FBI, did not disclose 
did not disclose the fact that he was connected with Clinton's campaign, Michael Sussman, and, and a new witness, James Baker. Uh, and so as this comes to fruition, as we learn more about the John Durham going deeper into investigation now, we can tell you it's been more than a year since he was appointed by the former AG, Bill Barr. We'll keep you posted on what, if anything, this turns up. So it seems Mr. James Baker, former FBI general counsel, is going to be testifying in the Michael Sussman case. Not exactly sure what that testimony is going to mean. It could be that Durham's investigators are using this to try to leverage Sussman into a guilty plea. He is currently uh, has pled not guilty to making false statements. His uh, attorneys have asked for more information, more specifics about the charges. Uh, you know, how much specifics do you need for a uh, for, for a charge that you lied to FBI agents? I mean, his attorneys are kind of playing games. So uh, Durham's people buried him with uh, 6,000 documents, 81,000 pages uh, of specifics. <laughs> and, and they had several weeks to look through it. Um, so as this case move, moves forward, interesting that James Baker uh, is going to be testifying. Baker, of course, is a central figure in the Spygate scandal, uh, likely one of the main witnesses for Durham's team. He has worked closely with Comey, McCabe, uh, Peter Strzok, and Lisa Page as uh, general counsel for the FBI. He knows where the bodies are buried, and he was one of the very first people to flip and uh, become one of the cooperating witnesses. In this Q post from September 11th, 2018, Q wrote, Panic in DC, James Baker testifying against Comey. It does look like Baker is going to be testifying, probably against a number of people. At present, Baker is testifying against somewhat obscure people, but I think he's going to be testifying against much more well-known people in the future. By the way, uh, this post from April 27th of 2018. Here, Q explained what was happening at the FBI. Jim Rubicki, chief of staff to James Comey, he was fired. Baker was fired. We would later find out he was a uh, cooperating witness. Andrew McCabe, fired. Comey, fired. Bill Priestap, head of counterintelligence, Peter Strzok's boss. Cooperating witness, power removed. I believe he was probably the very first uh, cooperating witness. Peter Strzok, uh, cooperating witness, power removed. Lisa Page, cooperating witness, power removed. Note, Page has worked very closely with Baker, uh, Office of General Counsel, and she was also uh, Andrew McCabe's assistant. So Page also knows all the ins and outs of the Spygate scandal. And with the testimony from Page, Strzok, Priestap, uh, Baker, and other cooperating witnesses. Uh, they have a lot of information. And I, I did want to say one thing. Now that the public phase of the investigation is starting, where we're beginning to see some hearings and some uh, public release of documents, don't get <laughs> the impression that the investigation has just started, that, that we're going to find out, oh, is Baker going to testify? Baker has been testifying for years. Uh, so his pre-step, so his page. The, their statements have been on the record for years. 
Um, Durham has been investigating Spygate probably since at least April, possibly February or March of 2017. He's been on the case for four years. And now that some of this is becoming public, we're just seeing the, the tip of the iceberg. Uh, there's been investigations uh, going on for a long time. And yes, uh, I believe people like James Comey and McCabe are eventually going to be indicted. Uh, also, according to Lisa Page, um, the illegal surveillance of the Trump campaign was quarterbacked by Barack Obama. In text messages, she wrote that Obama wants to know everything we're doing. So, uh, yeah, Obama is not going to escape this. I believe he will also be indicted by Durham at some point. All right, moving along. Modern Land, uh, a real estate development company, is the fourth Chinese real estate company to default uh, this year. And we're still waiting for the big one, Evergrande, to default. They made a coupon payment uh, last month. If they have another one, another payment due this month, we'll have to see what happens. China is not doing very well uh, with their real estate. And I think it's going to come back to bite them eventually. This is in from Disclosed TV. Uh, George Soros and Reid Hoffman, founder of LinkedIn, lo have launched Good Information Inc., a new group to police the internet and tackle the disinformation crisis. Well, there's a reason why uh, you're watching this video on something other than YouTube. <laughs> Yes, the the powers that be do not want us putting out real, true information, especially now that Durham is going to be uh, dropping the hammer on some people. I think it's Soros and and the cabal are going to be kicking this into high gear. Uh, this is from <laughs> Nurse Deplorable. Love to be a fly on the wall in the Sussman hearing today. Yeah, so would I. Uh, although. I think his trial starts next month. That's when it's going to get really interesting. Oh, you know, this is from uh, Lisa Lane. Uh, I forward this from Pepe Lives Matter. She said, Pepe, my son got kicked out of school for refusing to wear his mask. Today was a day he decided to stand his ground. I'm ecstatic. Of course, this means he either has to show up maskless and get suspended tomorrow or back down and do it again another day. Uh, he's my sensitive boy that has just had enough Either way, my 13-year-old is my hero today. We need to continue standing up against tyranny. All right. This is a tweet from Financial Bounty Hunters USA. And if you look at the name of this tweet, L.W. Doyle USA, that name Doyle should ring a bell for some of you if you've been following um, Spygate for a few years. So this account tweeted out, the following question was posed on a separate thread. Have you seen anything that would suggest that Durham has interviewed the Clinton Foundation whistleblowers? Without going into details, the answer is yes. Clinton Foundation whistleblowers, Doyle and Moynihan versus IRS tax court. So what is this all about? All right, on December 5th, 2018, a congressional hearing was scheduled to hear testimony regarding the investigation of the Clinton Foundation. The big uh, secret about this hearing was that U.S. Attorney John Huber was expected to testify at the congressional hearing. A lot of people were expecting that Huber was going to drop some serious intel on the Clinton Foundation. Conveniently, 
That hearing was uh, postponed because uh, President George H.W. Bush's funeral was on that day, December 5th, 2018. So the hearing was postponed a week and they had it on the 12th and Huber did not show up. And actually, um, a number of us knew that Huber wasn't going to show up because his investigation was not complete and U.S. attorneys don't go and testify in front of Congress and the public when they are in the middle of an ongoing investigation. So I didn't think there was ever a chance Huber was going to show up. And in fact, he didn't show up. But uh, Doyle and Moynihan did show up. They were the star witnesses of the hearing. They had done a private investigation of the Clinton Foundation's finances. They are private forensic investigators. They look into people and corporations that are accused of tax fraud. They do work for the IRS and they receive a bounty if their work leads to the discovery that someone had cheated on their taxes. They found evidence that the Clinton Foundation had not paid taxes that they owed on roughly two and a half billion dollars. Okay, so the tweet today by Doyle's Twitter account confirms that he and or Moynihan have been interviewed by investigators working for Durham. That's why I said Doyle USA is good to know. All right, fun fact. Do you know who was at the center of the FBI's cover-up of Anthony Weiner's laptop? That would be James Baker, the same guy who is prepared to testify against Michael Sussman in his trial. So, for those of you who are not familiar with Anthony Weiner's laptop, Anthony Weiner uh, was a disgraced former congressman. He was married to Huma Abedin. Huma Abedin was Hillary Clinton's personal assistant for many years. Huma Abedin used to bring home work on her personal laptop, and she would work on emails at her house that she shared with Anthony Weiner. It sounds like they had some kind of a, um, a system set up in their house where their laptops synchronized. And Anthony Weiner ended up getting a whole bunch of files off of Huma Abedin's computer, including 650,000 emails and some photos that suggested crimes against children. All right, so that laptop was uh, came into the possession of NYPD when they arrested Weiner. They needed to get uh, a warrant to examine it, so they contacted the New York field office of the FBI. Uh, the field office in New York eventually contacted Maine FBI, and that came to the attention of Comey and McCabe. Funny thing about that is uh, when McCabe was first notified, he sat on it for weeks and didn't tell Comey. And when he finally did tell Comey, Comey kind of panicked about it. So in the DOJ IG report on FISA abuse on page 294, if you go read through there, you'll find a notation here. Then FBI Executive Assistant Director Randall Coleman's notes are copied in this document. And this is related to an October 4th meeting that Coleman had with Comey about the contents of Anthony Weiner's laptop. And it's listed here, number one, Anthony Weiner, number two, unrelated, three, Weiner, texting 15-year-old, sexually explicit. That's the reason he was arrested in New York. He was busted on sexting uh, a 15-year-old. Uh, 926, 
federal SW, iPhone, iPad, laptop, initial analysis of laptop, thousands of emails. There's actually, I think, 650,000 emails of Hillary Clinton's. Then there's Hillary Clinton and Foundation, Crime Against Children. Little backstory here. So the FBI had opened an investigation of Hillary Clinton's emails, and I think it was July 5th, Comey came out and announced that they were not going to uh, pursue any criminal charges, that what she did was, was not uh, negligent, but it was just careless. So they closed the email investigation. But now they had a problem because it's October and 650,000 more emails turned up that they had not included in the investigation. So the FBI buried the evidence of crimes against children. They hung on to the emails for a couple of weeks. Right before the election, uh, Hillary's numbers started to tank. Uh, Comey then announced that they had not found anything criminal and he again closed the email investigation. But the fact that they had reopened it just weeks before the election may have cost Hillary the election. Let's Go Brandon is topping the charts, not just on the rap hip hop category, but now there are three songs in the top 10, including number one and number two, titled Let's Go Brandon, and they're top in all categories of songs on iTunes, not just rap and hip hop. So yeah, Joe Biden, uh, the most popular president in history, probably not. This is just in uh, Technofog posted this. The FDA committee has approved the Pfizer vaccine emergency use authorization for kids aged five to 11. The FDA conceded it did not know the long-term effects of vaccines on kids, but one of the voting members said, we're never going to learn about how safe the vaccine is until we start giving it. So if you let your kids be vaccinated, you're going to be the crash test dummies and you'll find out uh, what the long-term effects will be. All right. Well, this is just another attempt uh, by the cabal and the deep state to get control over us. Try, try, try as they might fail. They will. No one gets a free pass. And we need to continue our campaign of peaceful non-compliance. That is the only way we're going to win this war. All right, that's it for the news. Love you all. Take care. I will catch you on the next broadcast.